Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Kaderna Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna, and I'm happy to have you with us. So, Happy New Year, first off. I know it's a long time no see. We had a couple week hiatus here just to enjoy the holidays and kind of get settled here into 2022. So we have a lot to go over and a lot to look forward to here in the new year. Hopefully you have made some New Year's resolutions. You know how into setting goals and uh, having benchmarks for ourselves is proven key to success. So if your New Year's resolution has anything to do with uh, just improving life, I think this is the show for you. If you're a new listener, again, the point of this podcast is to uncover the secrets to acquiring and keeping wealth. And when we say wealth, we're referring to its original meaning, which is a state of well-being. And that's where if you look back at the uh, catalog of episodes that we have, you'll see there's quite an array of guests and topics we've covered on. Uh, Some of them deal directly with making money, making investments, wise choices with your dollars. And others could be uh, guests as far as professional athletes, other entrepreneurs, um, you name it, work-life balance, pretty much anything that can get your head into a better uh, frame of mind to, to achieve success in whatever your terms are. So again, just kind of a quick little background there for any of our new listeners. And I do want to give a couple highlights because the show's been doing great and, and I think it's a credit to you listeners and all the ideas and some of the guests that you have proposed here, uh, which makes my life easier when I come up with trying to find good, exciting content. So what I want to do real quick is just uh, share some highlights from last year. So in 2021, we actually eclipsed 11,000 unique listeners, which is awesome for a podcast that kind of started on a whim a couple of years ago. Um, So that's just a thank you to you guys. And then the second thing, I know a lot of people like to see what were the best episodes, especially if you're new to the show. So the most listened to episode last year of 2021 was called Economics 201. All right, that was a follow-up to Economics 101, which is actually the most listened to episode in our podcast history. So check that out. There's Economics 101, which was a couple of years ago. And then last year we had Economics 201. And a lot of that's kind of breaking down capitalism versus socialism. Um, you know, what are some of the trends that we've seen uh, between the superpowers, America, China, uh, and, and what our governments are doing along the way to bolster our economies. So go back and give them a listen. If you're a history buff like I am, I think you'll get a lot out of that. In the most listened to interview, I know last year we had a lot of really cool guests on the show. Uh, it was a pretty recent one. It was Cybersecurity with Michael Abood. So if you want to give that a listen, I think cybersecurity is something that's certainly top of mind. Uh, it was cool to have an expert on here and kind of share some of his insights. So here we are in 2022, enough of the past, time to move on to the future. Uh, We got a lot of awesome guests that'll be coming on the show. Again, if you have someone in mind that you want us to try and get on here, or you have a topic or a question, please email thecadernapodcast at gmail.com, and we'll definitely uh, check it out and see what we can do for you. But what I want to do now is just have a quick review of 2021 so that you understand the state of our economy, the state of the stock market, just kind of where we stand right now as we head into a new year, all right? And as a kind of backdrop to 2021, if you're anything like me, and I'm sure you're feeling the same way, we're just in this kind of blur with COVID-19 since it entered the picture 
uh, almost two years ago now, which is hard to believe. Um, but it, uh, a lot of times it seems like all the news, the headlines over 2020 and 2021, they kind of blend together and it's like you forgot what was what. But we can't let that happen, especially when we're dealing in the terms of finance. Is going to require work and time and sweat and toil. If money wasn't an issue, what would I be doing? Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Change is the only constant. The Cadena Podcast. So 2020, which might seem like a lifetime ago, let's go over some key headlines there because that really impacted all the action that took place just last year. So 2020, remember it was a record high stock market that Donald Trump was really piloting and championing going into 2020. That was his calling card was economics and an awesome stock market. Then of course, the coronavirus made its way over to America and around the world. And before you knew it, we had a global pandemic uh, as we're all aware of. And it took the greatest stock market in history and actually entered bear territory, uh, which means that the stock market began to collapse. And it collapsed at, uh, unfortunately, uh, one of the fastest collapses in history, aside from the Great Depression. All right. In March of 2020, the Dow Jones Industrial Average plummeted over 37 percent in less than four weeks. All right. The three biggest uh, decreases as far as uh, not looking at percentage, but point loss in the Dow, three of them all occurred within that time frame. Okay, so you wanna talk about things hitting the fan, that was really it, March of 2020. Again, the Dow went down over 37% in less than a month's time, okay? It's almost hard to believe when you look at where we are you know, right now. Around the same time, US unemployment rate hit 14.7% in April of 2020. That is the highest unemployment rate since the Great Depression. All right. And in a reaction to that, the Fed obviously acted very quickly. The Fed uh, cut interest rates, the federal funds rates to 0% and expanded its repo operations, uh, which is often called quantitative easing. That's when the Fed goes and starts buying bonds and injecting a lot of capital and cash into the economy. Uh, their repo operations at the height of this in April of 2020 exceeded $2 trillion worth of bond purchases within one week. Okay, This stuff, when you say unprecedented, if you haven't heard the term enough, this really was unprecedented. And then President Trump followed all that up by signing the $2.3 trillion CARES Act on March 27th, 2020. Okay, So all this was happening all within just a few weeks. And that $2.3 trillion CARES Act introduced the idea of stimulus, enhanced unemployment, and student loan forbearance. Okay, these, of course, were all meant to be temporary measures. They were stop gaps to help the American economy get past coronavirus and kind of be like a bridge one of sorts to all these companies and homeowners and all the folks out there so that we could wake up on the other side and still kind of have everything intact. And then in closing 2020, the stock market, of course, rebounded on all of that news I just mentioned. Uh, tech soared, completely took off, and led the Dow, which finished up 7.2% on the year. So pretty hard to believe. Started 2020 with record high stock market. Uh, around March of 2020, 37% drop in the Dow. 
and then a rebound, and the Dow continues to go up another 7.2% uh, to finish at an all-time record high. Pretty unbelievable. So the question was, what would 2021 do for an encore? Let's take a quick look now at the headlines of last year. And this is really going to help us kind of segue into everything we're going to talk about uh, here in 2022. So, of course, you know, Donald Trump left uh, not on the best of terms. And President Joe Biden was sworn into office on January 20th, 2021, as the oldest president in American history. He pretty much said he's going to do everything opposite what Donald Trump stood for, except for one little thing, which was stimulus. Okay, that seemed to be something that uh, became a little bit more than temporary. All right, he quickly passed the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Package. Uh, that was in March of 2021. And just some highlights from the American Rescue Package. It included $1,400 stimulus checks uh, to most individuals out there with some income restrictions. There was enhanced unemployment that continued. That was an extra $300 a week on top of the normal $400 weekly benefit. And then there was also a new advanced monthly child tax credit, all right, which many of you listeners out there have probably already seen that. And there might have been some time last year where you kept saying, how come I keep getting these little deposits, uh, actually not so little deposits in my checking account? And what that totaled was uh, $300 per child under the age of six and $250 per month per child between the ages of six and 17, okay? So some very uh, attractive benefits that were built into the American Rescue Package. Again, at a cost though of $1.9 trillion. He then added the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure law that was just passed in November of 2021. And we're still seeing that kind of unfold as we speak. And then the White House uh, wrapped up the year with a nice early Christmas present to a lot of young professionals, a lot of college grads out there by continuing to defer federal student loan payments without any interest accruing uh, until at least May 1st of 2022. Okay, so I know that was welcome news by many to wrap up uh, last year. So that begs the question, how did this all play out in the stock market? Just as a quick refresher, I'm sure you realized it was another fantastic year in the markets. But what exactly did that translate to? The Dow finished the year up 18.9%. All right, that's a, a heck of a year. And it lagged the NASDAQ, which is the tech-heavy sector. Uh, the NASDAQ returned 23%, which also lagged the S&P 500, which returned a staggering 29% last year. All right, so pretty cool. A uh, bit of trivia here, it was actually the first time since 2016 that the S&P outperformed the NASDAQ, okay? As of late, the NASDAQ, uh, you know, has been leading the way, obviously, big tech. And it was actually the largest spread between the NASDAQ and S&P since 2002, all right? Which makes uh, people out there start to wonder, is tech starting to get too inflated, too overpriced? All right. Is it possible we're going to see a bit of a pullback or perhaps a slowdown of these just record years you keep seeing out of the tech sector? All right. So time will certainly tell on that front. Some other things beyond the stock market, real estate. OK, anybody out there that was looking to buy a home last year, I'm sure encountered some really uh, high prices, some sticker shock. 
All right, interest rates were very low, which made the buying uh, experience perhaps a little easier. But you saw that the prices of homes were, of course, soaring. All right, home prices increased 19.1% in October, uh, year over year. All right, that was a huge increase. Uh, another just kind of tidbits here, rounding things out, the combined market value of the 21 energy stocks in the S&P 500 finished the year worth nearly $1 trillion. Okay, it was a very big year for oil, uh, but something kind of unique tying tech back into the picture, that $1 trillion of worth that the energy sector makes up was worth about the same as Apple's increase in market cap in 2021 alone, all right? So I'm gonna repeat that again. The current value of the 21 energy stocks in the S&P 500 is worth about $1 trillion. The value of Apple increased $1 trillion in 2021. Apple is now the most valuable company in the world worth approximately $3 trillion, okay? And meanwhile, oil did, again, not to slight it, have a great year, uh, finished up 54.46%, okay? So a lot to think about there, too, as oil has been, of course, encountering the green wave, um, starting to think, is that going to be a relic of the past? Uh, but we just saw last year inflation to kind of bring that into the mix, the effect that that certainly had on oil as well. So that was a, a quick summary, guys, on 2021. So if we take a, a look at the past two years, which are certainly both ones for the record books in more ways than one, 2020 was the year that we called unprecedented. All right, We had coronavirus, a global pandemic, uh, the economy, the global economy just absolutely rocked. We had the introduction of enormous government spending and stimulus. And then the stock market kind of surprising uh, most people out there just rebounding as if it was more or less unaffected and technology kind of saving the day. So it was an unprecedented year. 2021, if there's a buzzword for it, is likely going to be inflation. Okay. If we look at some of the, the numbers that surround inflation and where that's really starting to grab more and more headlines, uh, it was led by rising costs in food and energy in particular. The consumer price index climbed 6.8% in November from a year earlier. All right, that was the fastest pace of increase since 1982. All right, so it's been about 40 years since we saw that type of inflation. In November, the talk of inflation, if it was transitory or not, meaning is it just kind of a, a passing thing relevant to coronavirus that is going to be in the rearview mirror before you know it, or is this something a little more lasting? Uh, that became a front and center conversation. In response to that, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell uh, said it's about time that we start looking at possibly raising the Fed funds rate and also tapering some of those asset and bond purchases that was putting so much capital into the economy. All right, when the Fed Chairman said that in November, we were looking at, again, a very, very strong stock market. The unemployment figures were starting to look very nice. Uh, and also there was a bit of that fear of inflation creeping into the picture. So that was a, a natural knee-jerk reaction as far as what some of his commentary was. However, it was just shortly after making those statements, 
the Omicron variant of coronavirus came into the picture from South Africa and um, seems to be doing quite a number as we speak. So that seemed as soon as we were ready to kind of take one step forward, unfortunately, we had to pump the brakes a little bit. And now we're going to see how 2022 plays out in a kind of a world where we're starting to have some fear creep in about inflation. Uh, but at the same time, we are still very much dealing with uh, coronavirus and some of its impact. So with that said, I think one thing I want to spend a quick second on is you heard me say the word trillion, uh, certainly more than once. And it's becoming a figure that I think is, is losing some of its value, no pun intended, but it doesn't really you know, grab the sort of attention that maybe it once did. So to compare the economy to that of before COVID, let's look at some of the government spending numbers. And I think that will really tell the story here. This is all from the Congressional Budget Office. Okay, The federal budget in 2019 was $4.4 trillion. Along with that was a budget deficit of $984 billion. All right, That equated to 4.6% of GDP. All right. Since 1971, the average budget deficit has been 3.3%. Okay, so 2019 was a little bit higher at 4.6% of GDP uh, is what the budget deficit was. Now, 2022, or excuse me, 2020, when everything starts to change with coronavirus, the federal budget was a record $6.6 trillion. Along with that was a $3.1 trillion deficit which equated to 14.9% of GDP. All right, these are uh, huge, huge figures, needless to say. That was a, a record, both of a deficit and also of a spending amount. Now, 2021, as it seemed like perhaps we were sort of getting out of the woods of coronavirus, the federal budget eclipsed the prior year with a $6.8 trillion uh, budget. Along with that was a $2.8 trillion deficit, which equated to 12.4% of GDP. Okay, what that means, guys, is 2020 and 2021 were the two largest budget deficits in American history. Okay, and as a percentage of GDP, uh, when the figures first were initially recorded in 1945, uh, it is the two largest budget deficits from a percentage standpoint as well. Uh, since 1945. So you're seeing just tremendous spending. Um, obviously, we're hearing about it every day. It just seems like stimulus packages are almost in vogue now. Um, but the effect of that, that everybody starts to kind of think about, of course, is inflation, as we just pump so much money into the economy. Now, it is often said by economists that inflation is the cruelest tax of all. And what a lot of economists mean by that is that inflation, while everybody feels it, no one wants to pay a little more money at the pump to fill up their tank or pay a dollar for a bag of potato chips that used to cost a nickel back in the day. Uh, but what they mean by being a cruel tax is that it doesn't affect, quote unquote, rich people the way it hurts poor people. OK, and the rationale behind that is that if the rich folks of the world are both users and owners, meaning of course they use all the goods and services that are out there, but they also own uh, much of it, whether it be through the stock market 
through bringing entrepreneurs and business owners uh, or holding other assets in real estate. And so the crux of it is, yes, things are getting more expensive, but in tandem with that, their net worth and their incomes are rising. So the net effect, if you kind of boil everything down, if someone is perfectly inflated, both from an expense standpoint, but also an income standpoint, the net effect is essentially zero to that well-off person. Now, if we look at a quote unquote poor person, all right, and I don't mean that in any derogatory way, but we're referring to someone who perhaps does not have investments, is not a business owner, does not own their home, okay? So now they are certainly a user of the economy, having to go out and have all the same needs everybody else does, but they don't fulfill that ownership category. And as a result of that, their costs are going higher and higher, but they're not riding that wave of rising net worth and rising income. Okay, And that's why economists say that inflation is the cruelest tax of all, because it essentially unfairly hits folks who do not have uh, so much in the way of ownership or investments. Okay, Now, the, these are some of the key things we're going to look into in 2022. All right. And we'll talk a lot about this on the show. So inflation is largely becoming a result of the immense government spending that has taken place in the past couple of years. So now all of a sudden we're saying, well, we need to help people that are, quote unquote, being left behind. All right. So you may see some more stimulus, some more talk of that as a bargaining chip, um, particularly from the left. Okay. But at the same token, that might be the solution that's also feeding the inflation monster. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword here, a catch-22 that we have to look at as far as how do we control inflation while also putting money in the pockets of people who need it most. So it's going to be a very tricky situation that uh, you're certainly going to hear a lot of bickering uh, on Capitol Hill of what's going to take place in the next year or so. Some other key things, guys, that we're going to go into, and I think you'll hear a lot of headlines about. I think the Biden administration has made it clear they would love to put the feather in their cap of going after big tech. All right. If we look at, uh, if you give me a quick second here, we look at the S&P 500. Okay. I'm going to show you something pretty crazy here. If you don't know it already, if we look at the top five biggest companies in the, in the S&P 500. All right. Number one, Apple. We mentioned it earlier. Number two, Microsoft. Number three, Google. Number four, Amazon. Number five, Tesla. Okay, you'll see that they all have something in common, of course, and that's big, big technology. Maybe not so much Tesla in a way, yes and no, but the other ones very blatantly, the biggest tech companies in the world are also the biggest companies in the world. So you might hear some stuff about antitrust. Uh, do these companies have uh, monopoly power? Um, and on also, of course, all the user data and privacy issues that go along with them. So I think you're going to hear more about that as the months of 2022 unfold. You're going to see how the Fed handles inflation. Okay, The country, I'm sure, will get through Omicron and get through coronavirus at some point. But inflation is something that will have to be addressed. All right. Oil had an awesome year. We talked about it in 2021, but it's still facing the green wave. OK, is it going to be a thing of the past as you see more and more electric vehicles and a push for clean energy? 
And then another thing, perhaps not at that that sort of uh, top headline category yet, but it's going to get there at some point, is payment for order flow, okay? Which is what you're seeing with the likes of Robinhood and some other brokerage firms um, that essentially get paid by the order. We can have a whole nother episode on that. It gets a little convoluted, but that's something that uh, certainly is going to have its day of reckoning or questioning, uh, you could say. So I know we went over a lot there, guys. We actually kind of did a two-year review, but I think that that gives you a good frame of reference of how historic 2021 was. And that is our launch pad into 2022. We're going to have some awesome guests coming up here on the show, so keep tuning in. You'll see a little bit from me here and there in between to give you these economic updates and some financial tidbits as I kind of stay in my lane, per se. Uh, but please keep spreading the good news, guys. I'm happy to hear the feedback, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. We want to keep improving this. So again, send questions, thoughts, concerns, whatever it might be to the Podcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review wherever you're listening and tell a friend. And hopefully we can all learn a little bit and increase our wealth together. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna, and we'll see you soon. Notes for today's show. I'd like to provide a few references. The 37% loss referenced for the Dow Jones Industrial Average at the beginning of the show, that occurred between February 12th, 2020 and March 23rd, 2020. The unemployment rate that was referenced throughout the coronavirus pandemic came from the Congressional Research Service. All facts regarding the Fed's interest rates and repurchase operations are courtesy of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Facts regarding stimulus and tax credits are courtesy of IRS.gov. Any figures related to price increases in the stock market, S&P 500, NASDAQ, real estate, oil, and various sectors are from Bloomberg. Any figures relevant to inflation are directly from the Consumer Price Index. This podcast is intended for the general public and for informational purposes only. The show does not provide any recommendations or investment advice regarding any specific account type, service, strategy, or product, or to otherwise act in any fiduciary or other capacity. Please contact a financial professional for guidance and information that is specific to your situation. Brian Kaderna does not provide tax or legal advice. Please contact your accountant or legal advisor to discuss your situation. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Kaderna Financial Team, and opinions stated are their own. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. References to specific securities, asset classes, and financial markets are for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute a solicitation, offer, or recommendation to purchase or sell a security. Brian Kaderna is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 300 Broadacres Drive, Suite 175, Bloomfield, New Jersey, 07003, phone number 973-244-4420. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Kaderna Financial Team is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0K04194.